Hello, uh, welcome to the first pilot episode of Breaking Sports News with your host Emmett and Oliver. And uh, just like fill you in, this podcast is about uh, the four major sports: baseball, soccer, uh, basketball, and football. And that's what we're going to be reporting on. And let's kick it off, shall we, with the headline of the day. Uh, Aaron Judge kicks off the MLB season with a homer at first at bat with a whopping 422 feet. And Oliver, do you have anything more to say about this? That's just a massive home run. You know, he really cranked that, to be honest. Yeah, in the uh, bottom of the first inning, again, in the first game against the Giants. I think it, like, resembles kind of how the, I think the New York Yankees are in for a good season. Are they kind of stacked and healthy this season? Uh, yeah, so far. I mean, it's only the opening day, so. Uh, I'm pretty sure Aaron Judge was, like, like the health was kind of wavering on that roster, but now, I think with, like, consistency, they can reach the World Finals. Oh, yeah. All right, so some more MLB news. Uh, we are going to break down the new, like, MLB rules, MLB rules for yeah. 2023. Um, uh, so the pitchers will have a 15 seconds to pitch and 20 seconds with a runner on. The batter has to be in the box by at least eight seconds. So like after eight seconds go by, the batter has to be in the box. And then the so pitchers, the pitchers will have two times to step off or pick off per inning. So if you need to like, if you're going to pick someone off, you know, or if you need to step off, wipe your hand off or something, change the ball, you can only do that twice. And then the 30-second clock between batters, so strike someone out, you know, 30 seconds to get into the box. And then 2 minute and 15 seconds between innings. And so that's all for, like, pitching and innings and stuff. The next one is the infielders have must have their feet in the dirt. All infielders must have their feet in the dirt. When the pitch is thrown, and two infielders on each side, of second base, so it prevents shifts against mainly left-handers, where we saw at least three second on the uh, first base side of second base. And they got bigger bases due to collisions on first base. They found out that they needed bigger bases. They want to um, avoid the uh, fast, like running into the pitcher. Mean, no, the play. first baseman. Yeah, the first baseman. Oh. <laughs> I don't play baseball, right? Um, they don't want to run into the first baseman because obviously, you know, trying to get to first, that's that's where you really sprint. Yeah. So, and there's obviously the pitcher has to have his foot on the base. The yeah, first baseman. Yeah, the first baseman. Um, I mean, basically, the whole team is the pitcher. Yeah, so it's avoid that collision, which I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, it's keeping it safe, but I'm not really sure how I feel about the other rules. Shift has been a part of baseball the entire, like, my existence, you know. So I've seen people shift. I feel like it's just a strategy, you know, and they're, like, preventing the game of baseball from being played. So basically, to sum up these rules, it's to make the game quicker and to set a standard, mostly for pitchers. And I don't quite understand what the infielder rule is about. Uh, Me either, but it's usually – when you get like a lefty hitter that hits it hard to the right side 
and you're shifting, and they're in like basically the outfield. Uh, that's just from what I've seen. It's, it's it doesn't happen very often, but it's so they're mostly infielders and not like between. But um, so that they stay in their spot instead of kind of camping. Yeah, instead of kind of. Yeah. Um, predicting where the ball's gonna be hit. Um, yeah. And for the pitch clock thing and like the batter thing. Like, if a batter almost gets hit, I play baseball, that's, like, a, that's kind of a scary thing, you know? You just want to try to shake it off. Well, if you only have eight seconds to get back into the box before the pitcher's just going to, like, throw another 90-mile-an-hour pitch, like, that takes a second, you know? So that takes out a whole mental aspect of the game and adds a new element, which I feel like is unnecessary. But it's so, okay. basically, from our perspective, it's kind of just to speed up the game and with the only two minutes and 15 seconds between innings. Seems like to keep the game going at a faster pace. Yeah. Of, you know, yeah. like the allergy, it, what are you being this? Analogy, where it takes yeah. like three hours for an entire game. Yeah, they've yeah. actually seen a reduction of half an hour in baseball games at least. So. Yeah, so hopefully this analogy. will make baseball more watchable. Yeah. Okay, so the next thing is uh, soccer. soccer. Um, so we have some major headlines. Uh, Messi reaches 800 goals. Uh, this is a crazy milestone, especially considering – amazing like defenders of this time yeah and and just his outstanding career that he already has had that's just another you know just adding more to his legacy as a soccer player yeah definitely like enshrining him as the goat um and uh we have three must watch upcoming games these are games where if you're a minor soccer fan i would suggest turning into them uh tuning into them the first would be Manchester City versus Liverpool. That happens April 1st, which is Saturday. And uh, Man City's on a streak right now. Um, Holland, what did he have, like five goals one game? Yeah, it, was a, yeah. it, it wasn't too long ago. Unfortunately, though, uh, Phil Foden, uh, Foden, he will be out for this game due to appendicitis. So I'm not sure how that's really going to affect Man City. Uh, Well... From my scene, they're probably going to put Riyad Mahrez in one side and then probably Grelish in on the left instead. Or maybe maybe Grelish in the middle and then someone else on the left. I forgot who they had on the left last game because uh, that was so long ago. But, yeah, they're going to have to really adjust their lineup. But, really, I feel like this is still going to be a good game either way, voted in or not. You know, you got Holland and Virgil van Dyke in the back, and they're Honestly, just two beasts. My opinion, if Holland scores five goals, they win. Yeah, if Man City scores more goals than All you have to do is outscore them. Yeah, but, you know, City is second in the yeah, league. Yeah, second in Premier, but Liverpool is, Arsenal. Yeah, and Liverpool, though, is like fifth. You know, it's still reachable Liverpool would love to get a higher seed. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Man City definitely going for the going for the table here. And um, um, Oliver, do you want to talk about the next two games? Yeah, so the next must-watch game we have is Premier League. It's Chelsea versus Aust- uh, Aston Villa on Saturday, April 1st. Uh, that's also going to be a big game. They're two pretty mediocre teams, in my opinion. Um, so it just should be like, you know, the clubs, they're decent, you know, Decent coaching, all that good stuff, but uh, so it should be a good game. I predict probably two to one, two nothing, in favor of Chelsea. Chelsea is, in my opinion, better. But Aston Villa has 
uh, put up a fight against Man City when I watch them. So, uh, you know, we'll see. It's always a new game, you know. Um, maybe this could end up in a if they make the playoffs or not type of scenario too. Uh, yeah, Chelsea kind of, kind of make or break here, you know, end of the season. Not really the highest seed, not really where they want to be. That's okay. Um, and then Newcastle versus Man U. I remember this is also Premier League. This is on April 2nd, uh, which is Sunday. Uh, Manchester United is third in the Premier League. Newcastle is, I want to say fourth. So this is so pretty high. Is, yeah, this is going to be a pretty good game. Nice. Um, so yeah, that wraps up for the soccer segment. Good to see some, uh, good footy. Yeah, good footy. <laughs> All um, right, on to the NBA now. All right. Some, we have some big news. The Iowa legend, Keegan Murray, set a three-point record for rookies, having 188, beating out, uh, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell, and who had 187 pre- previously. And the season's not even over. Yeah, they only got a couple more. Yeah, there's only seven teams that have clinched so far. And, and that uh, brings us to our next next big news. Kings clinched the playoffs after a 16-year drought, which is huge. You know, you're in a you're in a conference or should I say division? No, it's conference. conference. Yeah. With um some of the Lakers, you know, less LeBron, right? So you got Lakers, Curry for the Warriors, Clippers, you know, you got Kawhi PG thirteen, I have Jokic. Yeah, you have Jokic. Like, there's pretty good teams in that division. Yeah, like LeBron's not even gonna make the playoffs. That's uh, and yeah. Anthony Davis. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, you know, like so for them to be, nobody expected them to be here. You know, um, that's just huge. You know, De'Aaron Fox, pretty much a breakout year. I mean, he's always been underlying to the naked eye, but if you really went down and deep. Like, he put up some good numbers last year, and this year is even better. De'Aaron yeah. Fox has been carrying my NBA mobile team for about two months here. Oh, that's great. He's a good shooter. He's really fast, though, isn't he, also? Yeah. That's just kind of a weird fan. I think he's, like, the fastest NBA player. Yeah. But um, I feel like DeMontis Sabonis was the one that really picked up this team, you know, uh, able to grab some few extra boards. And then, you know, Keegan Murray – Coming in playing a four three, he's putting up some good minutes. He's averaging like eleven points, like five rebounds or something like that. When I looked at it yeah. last, and one assist as a rookie, which is good. as a rookie, which is pretty pretty good. I mean, he came off right out of the right out of the uh, college and yeah. just came in and started. Yeah, but and that's a hard thing to do. It's great to see the Kings kind of turn around so fast. They went from a twenty seventh in the league last year to now they're third in their division which is huge yeah and uh right after they got chris murray well what a coincidence coincidence i think not. also trading for kevin uter was a great pick you know he yeah i i think that was a trade that i don't think i think i don't know how they got that one off that was like a kind of a great trade but also now they don't have many picks left to yeah, which is okay because you're pretty much set this year, I think. I think if they can if they can continue to capitalize off their current talent, then I don't think the trades really matter. If they can just develop because they're a young team. Mm-hmm. And um, some more NBA news. Well, this is more NCAA uh, men's, but well, Br- more NBA news actually. Oh. Milwaukee. What um, are you talking about, Oliver? 
Brandon Miller enters uh, the draft, and he could be the number two pick. Uh, he's projected right now. Um, going to Stephen A. Smith. Uh, obviously, after Victor Wembanyama, Wemby, the French goat. Um, so, you know, it's, I wonder what's going to like, uh, see Brandon Miller in the league, you know, obviously he's a stone cold killer out there on the court. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, um, we'll see how that goes, but, uh, I think as more and more freshmen are entering the draft nowadays, I just don't think that's a good thing. Uh, yeah, it really shows about how, you know, like, they're kind of like ego, you know? Yeah, like they, 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 they want to make that, that NBA. They want to make the NBA money right away. But honestly, I would rather have like a long, good college career and have like an all right NBA career than just skip straight to the league. Because I think college is kind of something special, especially with Alabama turning into a uh, – they're kind of turning into like a dynasty right now. I think if Brendan Miller stayed there, they could definitely just win a chip or something like that with obviously tra- transfer portal right now. So many people are entering, so. I think, I mean, but if you're going to be number one to pick, like, you can't be mad, so. All right, some NCAA news here for you. Uh, NIT championship is tonight, March 30th. 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. Yep, and we got the UAB Blazers versus North Texas, so that should be a good one. University of Alabama, Birmingham versus North Texas. I don't know why North Texas is so good at, like, isn't that also the good, like, uh, you know, that's North Dakota. But and I don't even know what I'm saying right now. But uh I'm ready to tune in, although I do not know anything about any of these teams. I think uh it's cool to support the NIT. Yeah. So we got the men's final four coming up. I don't know about you, Emmett, but I got UConn's UConn. winning. Yeah. UConn winning my favorite. Twenty plus points in every single game is unheard of, especially considering their four seed. They just beat uh, Texas 82-67. to 67. And Texas has an okay defense, but, like, 82 is high. Um, And I just don't think that – actually, excuse me, it was 52. Um, I don't see a way that Miami is going to beat UConn. Yeah, I really – I, I'm just confused. I don't know when this happened or not, but I'm just confused when there was two five seeds in the final four. Like, I thought we we're in the day and age where, like, the one seeds were just... The Villanova and Xavier. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That was just... That that threw me off when I first looked at it. I was like, oh, nine seed versus five seed and then four seed five? Like, nobody predicted that. Um, I'm rooting for FAU, the Florida Atlantic University. Yeah, I, I hope they the make it to the championship. Already in the Final Four is just a great feat. Championship is just even better for the resume. And too. I hadn't heard of any of these teams before the tournament. I knew Miami, obviously. I knew of them, but I didn't know any of the players. So I yeah. think that's kind of cool to see so many upsets in one yeah. tournament, especially when the one seeds. This wasn't necessarily a strong year for one seeds when the first overall loss to uh, fairly Dickinson. Yeah, that's. Uh, that was very unfortunate. Um, unfortunate. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's why it's called madness. You know, that's why it's called. Madness. So anyway, um, so NFL news: We got Bobby Wagner continues trend of of 
uh, old players returning to teams. Um, you know, we had, God, like, uh, I think Bobby Wagner's just continuing this trend of, like, old players. You know, you've seen that in, like, a lot of recent years where old players kind of, like, return to their teams that they started out with. I don't know if it's for, like, nostalgia or they kind of just want to finish off their career with the team that they started with. Yeah. Like, Jimmy Graham a couple of years ago did that. Um, I think it's – and they just played their last couple of years out. Bobby Wagner's not a bad player. He's only about 33, I think. I Probably could a little be, bit I older. could be making that up. But Bobby Wagner still has that dog in him. Yeah, he's uh, still he's – still, he, he had a good season yeah. last year. I think he led – or he was high on the Rams on tackles. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I mean, still starter worthy. Still starter worthy. Um, um, but I think it's I think it's kind of like nice to see teams instead of trying to all the old players going to a team and building super teams. And that's kind of annoying. Uh, Tom Brady. Um, well, that brings us into our next uh little bit of news. Aaron Rodgers' trade is still waiting to happen. Now this could after the Jets have obviously. And went out and got Alan Lazard. And you think that they'd reach a deal by now? So this could, like, a weeks ago we were reporting. Uh, I was hearing reports that this trade was going to happen any minute, and it hasn't happened yet. So this leaves you wondering what happened. Yes. Why hasn't this happened yet? Yes, for real. So, like, they they went out and signed Lazard, like you said. They're going to sign Randall Cobb. Those are, like, the two main things that he wanted if he's going to sign a contract. I don't know how the Randall Cobb deal went, but it seems like Aaron Rodgers is definitely wanting some veteran help, like, kind of teaching almost manners, you know, like how to behave in a locker room and stuff on field. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is not a good example for morals, guy. Well, yeah, but still, like, like getting a hold of these young guys, having more veteran strength in the program, you know, they're just they're full of young talent. Garrett Wilson, uh, they have, don't they have like Quentin Nelson or something like that? No, no, Quentin Williams. Yeah, Quentin Williams. They yeah. do uh, do tackle. Yeah. Out of the Georgia University. And what do you know? They also have Bryce Young. You know, I feel like he's a better running back than Aaron Jones already, and that's but that might just be Bryce Young. I mean, uh, Brees Hall, Brees Hall. Brees Hall. <laughs> Brees Hall. <laughs> yeah. Oops. He kind of killed me in fantasy, so he's not my favorite. But anyway. Yeah, injured. Well, no, in like week two. Uh, Lamar mm-hmm. or something like that. I was like, oh, that's that. Uh, Lamar. Um, the last bit of news for today is we're going to be predicting where Lamar Jackson will go. Now, obviously, as top reporters of this subject, we know exactly where he's going to go. The Atlanta Falcons. The Green Bay Packers. Um, reason why I say Atlanta is because, obviously, um, he is from Atlanta. Went to Louisville. Which is kind of close to Atlanta. Um, and the Falcons really need a quarterback because I, I would really hate to see Taylor Hamilton play for us all season. Uh, yeah, that would be really trash, you know. But... I feel like you're making some great points there, like hometown and everything like that. But I'm sticking by Green Bay or Houston, man. Green Bay, they're going out trading Aaron Rodgers away. Probably for maybe just – I would just do it for a couple of picks, you know, try to go out and get Lamar. 
But you have to remember, Lamar, he traded, he, like, I want to say, he, like, declined. Yeah, that's what I'm Declined the $244 million deal. So, that, that's, uh, that's pretty big, you know. So, you, you're going to have to spend big. That he, I don't know if he wants to say in uh, Baltimore, really, obviously, just because. Oh, yeah. But but it's not Patrick. But still, like he's, I feel like his talent is somewhat underlying. You know, he doesn't have receivers in Ravens. I know you hear that a lot, but in Baltimore, there's just there's no guy that stands out. You know, you got uh, Mark guys. Andrews. Yeah, but, but when he's hurt and stuff like that, you don't have a good run game. Your old line is a bit off. If the wide receivers could catch a pass, ah, uh, they have yeah. like. Like you just they're too young. Functions. Rashad Bateman cannot stay healthy. Yeah, they they just cannot figure it out at this point. And while I saw the headline that he might, like he said he might go to New New England, that was just a big red flag. I'm just like, there's no way because who does name a New England wide receiver? Like is Nikhil Harry exactly? But he's he's he has a build. But it's he's I'm pretty sure Nikhil here he's at the Bears now, isn't he? Oh yeah, he is. Um yeah. but my point for Lamar to Atlanta was we have um we obviously have a large uh fast tight end, one of the fastest tight ends currently. Um in uh Kyle Pitts. We just signed Johnny Smith off the Patriots, uh really large um like target for passing. Yeah. Lamar really can't miss that target. Oh yeah. It's like six, seven. Um, Drake London, we have young wide receiver talent, and um, obviously we got that gambler out of uh, Atlanta. So, it, our wide receivers are better developed, but Lamar won't be seeing much of a change in uh talent wise and tight ends. And obviously, Mark Andrews is better than Kyle Pitts. I, I still don't know about the Atlanta offensive line, though. Yeah, our offensive line is trash. Um, oh, what about the running game too? Like, what is happening? Lamar is our running. Game. But if I'm being completely realistic, if Detroit had enough cap space, that is easy. That is way too easy. Detroit, they have especially because they signed. Like they have so. They many just got uh, Marvin Jones back. I, guess, uh, yeah, Marvin Jones, you know, I think Jamal Williams got traded to the Saints, but um, but that's okay because they have Swift. They have Swift. They're really. And Penacey Well is a great offensive tackle. Their offensive line is one of the best. Not to mention that he also caught a pass for a first down. So yeah, kind of the goat. Yes. <laughs> Way better than LeBron. Um but so I think maybe our three favorites would be I say Atlanta, Green Bay, and Detroit. I think that can uh wrap up today's episode. Yep. If you have anything better to say, well, um thanks for tuning into the episode if you did. And um, uh, it was cool tonight, and uh, see you on the next episode of Breaking Sports News. Have a good day.